Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the short set. This is our Wednesday show. It comes out roughly the first Wednesday of every month, but we felt that it was uh, kind of necessary for us to release this particular episode so that you have a little bit of context for our Saturday show coming up, which is going to be on Lisa Left Eye Lopez. I am one of your hosts, LD. By my side, as always, is TJ. Hi, TJ. Hey, guys. Hi, LD. What's up? Not much. I'm excited for the inaugural episode of Short short Sets. Actually, speaking of context, if you're a first-time listener, Short Sets are going to be about a topic, not necessarily a person. Today's episode, and I believe the next Short Set, are specifically about people, but in... In general. In general. There we go. In general, it's going to be about... (laughs) Things like what was the music scape in the 1960s, race relations, payola. Uh, Influential DJs. I know we've got one topic on that that we're already thinking about. Mm-hmm. The, so that, not necessarily topic people, people, but topics that are relevant to what we're doing as a whole here. Yeah, and it also gives us the opportunity to not always talk about death. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like every episode ends in a real bummer kind of way and so makes us sad all over again (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um, most of the people that we talk about you know after we do all of the research even if we had never heard about them prior to the episode by the end of it we feel really connected with the artist and it does make us sad so we created side stories to supplement uh, the episodes and give us an opportunity to kind of be a little bit lighter in our topics I know one of the future episodes that I'm really interested to touch on is songs that have darker meanings than you think. And so that's going to probably be coming up in a couple more episodes. So today we're going to be talking about uh, a subject that in the music world seems to be extremely polarizing. There, There seems to be two sides of this story and it depends on whose side you're on, which side you're on. I guess it's yeah. So we're gonna try to be as impartial as possible. I will say that I took this from several different internet sources, and so they may not be as reliable. But again, this is where your contribution comes in. So please email us and let us know if you have any more information. We'll certainly do updates. We're glad to do them. We're pulling these sources off of the internet, and some come from her personal website, some come from Wikipedia, and some come from other articles that I don't, I'm not going to cite a lot of the sources because mainly it comes from either Wikipedia or her personal site. And so um, I'm not sure who. But the rest of the sources will be up in the notes on our website, right? No. Mostly? No. (laughs) Because I didn't bookmark the pages. JK, (laughs) y'all. I can go back and see which ones are purple. Just believe us. Just trust us. (laughs) I made all this up in a dream. And then I did auto writing while I was asleep. So today we're going to be talking about Pebbles Reed. And most people just know her by her stage name, which is Pebbles. But she was born Perry Arlette Reed, nay McKissick, on August 29th, 1964. And she's professionally known. So you know her as uh, her stage name, Pebbles. Uh, She's an American songwriter, singer, businesswoman producer and music executive and reed is perhaps known for her hit songs during the she had these like this string of major hit songs during the 1980s and early 1990s like girlfriend mercedes boy giving you the benefit i'm sure you've heard at least two out of those three songs she was instrumental in discovering and cultivating the talents of tlc 
And that's why we're doing this episode on her is because Saturday's episode is going to be on the life of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Okay, so she was born and raised in the Oakland, Berkeley area of California. She was the youngest of four children. Reed's parents divorced when she was around six years old. Her mother raised Reed and her siblings on the income of a waitress and a housekeeper. So already she's seeing her mother working really hard to be successful. Pebbles got her start. And this, see, again, this is one of those moments where it was like the notes get a little weird because I have it written down as 14 where she starts cultivating her talent, really working and joining bands. This one says age 16 in 1981. She started working as the backing vocalist for a percussion and band leader, Bill Summers, and the funk band Con Funk Shung. Yeah, so when she was 14, she was out doing her own independent talent shows, and then when she's 16, she gets hired with them. That makes sense. Yeah, and the timeline's just the way it's written. The timeline's kind of funky, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, Reed co-wrote one of Kong Funk Chung's singles, Body Lovers. At age 19, a local musician gave Pebbles a production deal, which fell through. Through several months later, she became pregnant with her first daughter, and that is to reportedly the uh, contractor. So okay. uh, while working at an Oakland, California real estate office, she met contractor George L. Smith. Smith bankrolled Pebbles with $80,000 for a demo tape and a video for Mercedes Boy. The demo and video led to a contract with MCA, so she's already playing with the big dogs, like almost right out the gate. Oh, yeah. She recorded several hit singles on her own during the 80s and 90s, including Girlfriend, Mercedes Boy, Giving You the Benefit, and Love Makes Things Happen. And so this is the next section's more about uh, just a small part of Pebitone and TLC, which we'll actually touch on a little bit later and is the basis for the episode on Saturday. So in 1989, Pebbles formed the Atlanta-based production company Pebitone and founded her own record label, Savvy Records. Pebitone managed TLC, which was signed with LaFace Records, L.A. Reed's record label, and then Babyface with Babyface, LaFace, LaFace, L.A. Face. Uh-huh. Uh, TLC filed for bankruptcy in 1995 due to Pebbles' alleged mismanagement regarding their funds. The ensuing conflict damaged Pebbles' marriage, and she ended up divorcing L.A. Reed. And Pebitone sued LaFace for ten million dollars. And this is the part where I'll touch on is like. There was one allegation which Pebbles claims that Chili of TLC actually slept with L.A. Reid, which Chili denies. So, of course, it's a, a she said, she said kind of thing. So I'm not here to make any judgments. <laughs> Just <laughs> stating it as that she went on the Wendy Williams show and kind of... Just opened up about everything. So check out that episode of Wendy Williams. It is on YouTube, or at least partially on YouTube. So you can check that out yourself. Uh, so when it came to TLC, I'm going off the cuff now. When it came to TLC, Pebbles had a management deal and a record deal with them. So she was, according to TLC, taking way more than her piece of the pie. And because of alleged mismanagement, TLC actually went bankrupt. And we're going to touch on this more in the Saturday episode. So I'm just going to leave it at she found TLC. She put them together. She gave them the name. She worked them eight hours a day, five days a week in the studio, making sure that they were on top of their game. And so she is responsible for a lot of the success of TLC as far as the mismanagement goes 
That's for the courts to decide. I'm just here to report. Let's talk about her religious conversion. In uh, 1997, Pebbles underwent a religious conversion under the new stage name Sister Perry. She founded the Women of God Changing Lives, and that's the W-O-G-C-L Ministries. As an ordained minister, she now preaches ministry through song. In 2008, after a 13-year music hiatus, Pebbles released her fourth album and debut gospel album, Prophetic Flows, Volume 1 and 2, which peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Gospel Albums chart. In February 2011, she was named the executive producer and host of Essence National R&B Search. So the WOGCL is a worldwide anointed training, teaching, healing, and deliverance ministry that is founded on biblical principles and committed to serving God's people with a spirit of excellence, integrity, and love. In the Tuesday night live service, Sister Perry's weekly administers hope and healing to the broken, bound, wounded, and the lost. And that's from her uh, bio on her website. So, like I said, some of the stuff uh, about her personal life is a little bit wonky, I should say. Um, <laughs> Whose isn't? So, Whose personal life isn't a little wonky sometimes? Well, hold on. Pebbles has been married twice and has two children, but Wikipedia says that she's been married five times, and IMDB says she's been married three, and Google says that she was married twice, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, she gave birth to a daughter, Ashley Victoria Windsor, in January 1983, and her first marriage was to her daughter's father from 1983 until 1984. Her second marriage was to Oakland contractor George Smith from 1985 until 1987. So this is all conjecture. So if this isn't correct, we go ahead and formally apologize for that. Yep. The relationship began as an affair when Smith's wife of 20 years, Darlene, was battling cancer. After his wife's passing, 19-year-old Pebbles married 41-year-old Smith, and they made their home in San Francisco. Smith had a daughter, Jennifer, from his previous marriage. While married... Pebbles began to have an affair with L.A. Reed, which led to a divorce from Smith. In July 1989, Pebbles married L.A. Reed. They had one son named Aaron, born in 1991. Reed and Pebbles later divorced in 1996. And in 2000, Pebbles married former NBL player Otis Nixon. And they divorced in 2004 because apparently he had, um, there was uh, like issues with drugs. Like Otis Otis had arrests and drug issues. So, huh. And then Pebbles married her fifth husband, Excel Sharif, in 2010, and administrative law judge. So the only two that Google says that she was married to, so taking it from Wikipedia's five and going to Google's two, it only states that she was married to uh, Otis Nixon and L.A. Reid. So it gets really confusing. So I do apologize to our audience because we're trying to pull from all different sources. And when they say different things, I don't want to be the one that's like, she was married five times. And so I was like, no, she's not. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> like, no. We're just, all we can do is uh, relay what we find. And sometimes there are conflicting pieces. So we try to at least give you, give you the rundown of the uh, discrepancies so that you can uh, know for yourself. Yeah. Or fig or decide for yourself, which is accurate. So just to kind of sum up, and then I'll touch on this specific suit, but just to sum up, Pebbles would grow up to watch her single mother work really hard, working two jobs to make ends meet. So um, from 
seeing her mother working like that from an early age must have instilled in her a really good work ethic. And knowing the hard work that it takes to get a career in the music industry, she took the steps to train herself and work herself and get her to those places where she needed to be to be in front of people. Right out the gate, she gets into MCA, which shows you hard work will help you achieve your dream. And she didn't quit. She started one of the first record labels run by a woman, not just a Southern woman, an African-American woman. She was one of the first women to run a record label. And that that's really impressive. Yeah. You know, she went through a series of relationships. She founded one of the most successful female groups of all time. So she has a great understanding of talent and what it takes to get those girls out in front of everyone. She launched them into success. And that's, we cannot deny that. Whether or not she mismanaged their funds that's not up to us to to judge, but she did help them become one of the most successful groups of all time. That's undeniable. You know, she is a savvy businesswoman. So I'm I'm actually just going to kind of read this verbatim. This is from Miss Two Bees, and we're going to touch on Saturday. The film that I got some of my information from was a VH1 biopic called Crazy Sexy Cool, the TLC Story, which was actually produced by Chili and T-Boz. So again, there is that bias. These were two of the girls that they have claimed that she has mismanaged their funds. And so uh, this is a article called Pebbles Reed and Viacom Settle Over TLC's Biopic Defamation Suit. Fans raved about the TLC biopic Crazy Sexy Cool, the TLC story when it broadcast on VH1 in 2013. The motion picture proceeded to be the network's most astounding appraised film that year. And in this way, it appears as though everybody was happy except for Perry Pebbles Reed. And I'm assuming that she's still going by, well, she's, she goes by Sister Perry now, but I don't think that she ever got rid of the Reed. And I'm going to speculate is that that's a successful name. Well, yes. So Well, and two, once you've made your name for yourself under a certain thing, it's kind of hard to change it. I mean, you look at that now. You look at that so often of, you know, females especially that, you know, they get their, they make their name and then they get married. They can't, the, most of the time won't just change their name. If, well, at the most, they'll hyphenate. Angelina Jolie or never change her name. And keep it, you know. Yeah, Angelina Jolie... Never changed her name. Even when she was married to Brad Pitt. Yeah. She never changed it. Well, I think she went by Jolie Pitt, but she was still Angelina Jolie. That's what we knew her as. So yeah. I can see, you know, there is that. It becomes that, a little confusing when you keep changing your name. Puff Daddy, we're a looking Diddy. at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we were together on that. <laughs> we're looking at you, Sean Combs. But it's even funnier that we use different versions of his <laughs> name at the same time. Yep. Because... <laughs> We had that part, we had that point in, well, in Saturday's episode, you'll hear, yeah. where we could not figure out what to call him, what he's going by now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> not that we don't love you, but um, pick one. Following the film's airing, Reed filed a $40 million lawsuit with Viacom for its negative depiction of her. And honestly, like, I've seen the film several times and not just doing the research for Saturday's episode, but... I, I genuinely love TLC, and so when it came out, and, and I'm not going to, like, throw names down, but I know Kiki Palmer, <laughs> who played you Chili. You name dropper. 
I should pick that up off the floor, shouldn't I? Pick that up. But I really wanted to support Kiki and what she was doing because I think uh, she's an amazing actress and an amazing singer. So, uh, you know, I was watching the film to kind of support her. But but the fact is, I love TLC. And when you watch it, I didn't. There's only one scene that seems really uncomfortable, which is a a scene on the bus where they're like, we need to talk to you. And she's kind of shuts them down and she's like, "You, you don't trust me. And that was the only scene where it was like. Maybe they're trying to push that they would try to approach her about this and she would shut them down. But honestly, I didn't I, I didn't watch the film and take away that, that they were portraying her. a negative her. thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, about five years after that, Pebbles and Viacom have supposedly settled the suit as per The Hollywood Reporter. A trial regarding the suit was initially expected to start September 24th, and yet it was closed on Friday, August 24th, after a judge was informed of the settlement. Reed supposedly filed the defamation lawsuit in 2014, and she claimed that she was portrayed as a conniving and dishonest businesswoman who hoodwinked, such a good word, hoodwinked. I love that word. I do too. Three innocent girls and exploited their talents for her own personal gain. You know what word I also like? While we're on the topic of hoodwinked. What? Bamboozled. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, Viacom endeavored to get the case rejected, expressing that it was a film as told from the point of view of TLC's two surviving individuals. The organization additionally argued that there was no malice in the depiction of Pebbles. And honestly, that's what I was saying was I don't think there was – it didn't seem to me like there was any malice. And I knew the story. I knew knew the TLC story. I I watched – back in 1999, I watched – the behind the music so i knew the story so when this came out i this was i mean considering considering the claims earlier on about her in 95 about them going bankrupt because she mismanaged their funds it sounds like they could have done a whole lot worse yeah i don't think that their intention was to be malicious as much as tell the story because like i said they could have done worse yeah In spite of Viacom's contention, U.S. local judge Mark Cohen inferred that a portion of Reed's case upheld her criticism case. The judge particularly enabled Reed to take Viacom to trial over the scene where she has shown compelling TLC to sign the contracts without adequate time to audit them. Okay, I guess that would have been... Okay, that's a little more... But if it's true, but also again, that was very common in the music industry. It still kind of is. but, But also, again... It's from the viewpoint of two of the surviving members of the band. It's again, it's a she said, she said, she said kind of thing. Yeah. The judge likewise permitted scenes in which Reed was seen deducting costs from the gathering and just paying them $25 a week. And in addition, her choice to drop Chili from the group. So it was the, there were several scenes in which she cited that she felt like she was being vilified. Mm. And so that's what she took as a as evidence of defamation. The fact that T-Boz and Chili were involved in the film's production hurt Viacom because of the possibility of bias. And <laughs> Lynn Wood, Reed's attorney, stated that the terms of the settlement are confidential. So we don't actually know how. We just know they did settle. We don't know how it was settled. So, right. But in the end, like I said, you know, Pebbles was a savvy businesswoman. She was a hard worker, and now she's she's got something that she's very passionate about. She's now Sister Perry, and she's put TLC behind her, and I'm sure TLC has put her behind them. So in the end, take it for what you want. Again, like I said, Pebbles can be very polarizing. I don't wish to exert my personal 
beliefs onto it. I will say that I well, think. Well, no, we don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her. All, I all we can do is tell what we researched. So just to kind of wrap up this episode of Short Set, I think in the end, it's up to you to decide whether or not that she's a hero or a villain. We're not here to to judge. No. We're just kind of here to put out who Pebbles was so you have a little bit more context about you know, where she was coming from when she helped create TLC. So I think that's about it for this episode. You can hit us up on all of our social media if you're feeling fancy. Uh, we do have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven. You can find us on Twitter at rock and roll LT. You can find us on Facebook at uh, rock and roll heaven pod. Our Instagram is rock and roll heaven LT as well. Our website that has all of the letters is rockandrollheavenl.wixsite.com backslash my site. If you and would like to see that, get down to just rockandrollheavenlt.com. We refer you back to our Patreon. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. Help. And like I said before, you can email us at rockandrollheavenlt at gmail.com. So about our Patreon, if you're one of the first 10 people to donate at the $5 level of our Patreon, you'll have an opportunity to choose one of three topics that me or TJ will cover. We actually have our first Patreon, and so she chose a fantastic topic. I don't want to give it away, but it was so wonderful. So we're really excited about having that come out in March. So... Andrea, if you're listening, thank you so much. Thank you. And we're doing the research on that episode yes. right now. We look forward to talking about it because it's going to be a really cool thing. So yeah. if you are one of the first nine people, because we already got our first one. So the second nine people. The next nine people. The next nine that, people. There we go. That donate to our Patreon will actually get a, a choice for one of the episodes that we do. And I think that's about it for this week's short set. Thank you for tuning into the short set. We hope that this will actually help you have a little bit of a better understanding about Pebble's relationship with TLC when the episode on Lisa Lopez drops on Saturday. Keep rocking in the free world. <laughs> Bye, LD. Bye, TJ. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.